This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That It was a big shock at the time considering Morton obviously was League One at the time and you come back. Going from obviously Rotherham where they were to Morton at the time, it was a move that from the outside looking in a lot of people would go and obviously doing there, that's it's a big drop. Were you just buzzing to get back because you'd done so well there? As I said um, earlier, I, I'm, I, I can play my best football when I'm enjoying myself, do you know what I mean? See if, see if I'm not, it's, it's just, I just like to go out and like kind of a play, do you know what I mean? Um, and I knew at Morton I'd done that. <clears throat> obviously it changed because obviously Jim Duffy came in and I'd spoke to a few clubs down south and I'd spoke to a few other clubs in Scotland but it was the chairman that phoned me. Um, I was actually on my way to, was that Yeovil? I, I, was, I was doing training with Yeovil for the week because it's Lee Johnson's dad, Gary Johnson's Aye. manager at the time. And they'd offered me a deal to stay but I, I didn't like it at all. I just didn't like the place and I thought... And then Douglas, I was coming back for Yeovil, back to Sheffield and Douglas had phoned me and says, listen... We'd really like you back and as I say I always had a good relationship with him so the conversation just kind of went and he's like um, I said well I'm actually going to be coming back up the road in a couple of days he's like well why don't you come in and see me and then cut off to the shot I went to see him and I knew at the time they were League One I knew they were kind of at the tap and they were desperate to get back up and I thought do you know what it's no my ego's not that big that I was in the Championship and now I'm in League One do you know what I mean for me it's about playing and enjoying yourself and Obviously, you'll probably get to the bit where I couldn't play, but um, um, I, I end up signing the contract and, you know, I was happy to be back home. You come back, fans are absolutely buzzing, I remember at the time, I was absolutely buzzing to see you see you back. Obviously, Green and Walton, hometown club, go as often as I can and red tape means you can't play, which, to be honest, at the time was just an absolute farce because you were on a loan spell at Oldham, do you know what I mean? And no. It was just shambolic. How tough was that for you? Do you know if, do you know if, People still ask me the question if I knew before I signed that contract. I can, honestly, on my two kids' lives, I did not know. If I knew that, I would have just stayed at Rotherham. Do you know what I mean? To the end of the season then came. As I say, I just had my wee boy. I had I bought a house in there. I was settled. So, so it was it was upheaval coming up the road. Do you know what I mean? It was, we were kind of living with parents and, you know, here, there and everywhere trying to get things sorted. But um, when I when I found out, I, Gillian, who was the chief executive at the time, fought me on the Friday before... No, sorry, the Thursday, because it was a Friday night game against Dunfermline. I think it was on Albert at the time. And I was like, what? I'd never heard of the rule. And she's like, because you played on loan... Obviously, Rollins well, last season, on loan to Oldham. This is your third club. And I went, nah, that can't be right. And she's like, I'm telling you, it's... it's I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And she's like, I don't know. I was like... Does the contract still stand? Am I, are you going to rip it up? What's, what's the situation? Funnily enough, believe it or not, Steve Evans got windy this and says, and this is what I mean, honestly, he got windy and he thought me and says, I heard you can't play, do you want me to see if I can sign you back and then loan you, loan you to Martin? And I was like, fucking hell, it's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, um, so I ended up speaking to my agent and for some reason it didn't work because then if I signed back that would have been my third club for Rotherham then oh, a lot of shit honestly so I end up had to uh, enough again I remember just sitting there for, I had to go and play the, 
reserves had to go over the... That's when I... I'll be honest with you, that's when I thought, what's going on here? I, I was playing against top quality international players and then a couple of months later I'm gone and playing under 20s away to Annan and it wasn't even under 20, it was like 15, 16 year old boys and I'm thinking, what's happened to my career here, do you know what I mean? But, do you know what, it made me a wee bit stronger and it just made me hungrier to get back and play in the first team. Is it frustrating, you mentioned playing with reserves and stuff there, is the most frustrating thing knowing that you're you're fit and desperate to get out but you just obviously aren't allowed? Aye, see to be fair, see mentally I kind of went a wee bit because I would train with the first team every day, but then it would get to um kind of as later on the week for the Friday and be shaking up and that and I would always have like a kind of feature. So I, I was always professional. Jim will tell you say I always worked hard and then I'd need to do runs and stuff like that on a Friday and I'm thinking, Fuck me man, do you know what I mean? Which is fine. I understand, but I was keeping myself fit for absolutely nothing, do you know what I mean? Because well. in my mind I thought pre season, pre season, pre season, do you know what I mean? So I mentally it was tough but you know, eventually we, we got there and I was ready to play again. Obviously, team won the title, buzzing for the boys, but obviously a bit of sweet for you because you've had to watch it. Of course, no, I, I was absolutely dying. I'll never forget it, sitting in the stand when they beat Peter Reid to come up back to the, to the championship. Um, me and Big Lammy, actually. And I remember being... Because obviously, I wanted to play at the same level sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? That's no disrespect to League One. Obviously, I played there with Falkirk, but I thought if the club can get up, it's even better. Do you know what I mean? So we managed to do it and you know, I was delighted for the boys and the manager. First season back in the Championship, fifth place finish. You played very well in your first season back. You had some injuries though that season. What was Duffy like as a manager? You, you talked about him earlier in terms of his shape and how demanding he is. Mm-hmm. No, Jim is brilliant. Um, Jim is great. Do you know, it's funny because we did have a couple of wee... When I say run-ins, it wasn't anything disagreements, you know what I mean? But see, in terms of... See, he's a man-manager. He's honestly... See, I've, I've mentioned this before to papers or whatever... See, you could phone him about anything, you could talk to him about it, and he was almost like a father figure for all of us in there. But very, we're all very fearful of him. You know, like, when he, when he walked in the room, kind of a, you would be like, there's a gaffer, do you know what I mean? It would go quiet sort of thing. Um, but I had a couple of wee, wee issues, nothing major, but I would phone him and I'd say, gaffer, I can speak to you, and he was great to me. Um, and, I, and, and talking about football, he was, he was very demanding, he would be out and he would be constantly on you, but... That was just his way, and you know he got he got the best at the boys, and then obviously the following season we, we managed to get the playoffs. In terms of that first season, obviously with the niggling injuries and stuff, what was that season like? Obviously getting back to playing weekend week out, was it just a season you were just as I say buzzing to get back out and actually being able to play? Aye, no, I was when the season came round, I was delighted, um, and I I at the time I thought just enjoy your football because you know. Well, obviously that would never happen again. I'd never put myself in that position to happen again. But you just football's a funny game. You just don't know what's going to come. And that scene, I just wanted to try and do as best I could for the club and, and enjoy myself again because it'd been a couple of years of to and fro. Do you know what I mean? I didn't really enjoy it, so it was just a case of enjoying my football. And, and you know, I did. I really enjoyed it. The next season is a season that many fans also remember getting to the playoff and obviously the, the League Cup semi final, which was brilliant. You were absolutely flying that season. Teams playing well. Before we get to the league, describe that cup run in the semi against Aberdeen. The cup run was, um, it was a great run. It was, um, and it's probably when you look back now, you probably appreciate it a wee bit more sort of thing. Um, but at the time in the change room, we genuinely thought we could beat MD, honestly. We were, we were that kind of a focused on, especially at home, under the lights on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, we thought we'd beat MD here, do you know what I mean? I think we'd definitely beat Dundee United at home. Yep. Um, and then, but just just the whole experience, and then see like I, I remember picking up an injury just 
was it my knee? It was my knee when I aye. Um, just before the final, and I hadn't trained for a couple of weeks. And again, this is Jim probably at his best again. I was a bit down and I was gutted because I was missing it because obviously I'd been at the club a long time and I wanted to be representing the club at Hampton. Do you know what I mean? It would have been a great. And he, he pulled me before, he pulled me before the the final, and he said, "Listen, I hadn't even trained. I had only trained one day." And he went, "I'm going to put you in the bench." And I was like. Brilliant. thanks very much do you know what I mean he's like because I know it means something to you and why you be involved and just wee things like that do you know what I mean I wasn't really fit but and it, again it's one of the lines you're playing against a good Aberdeen team and you've nothing to lose and you know if you know looking back we jived maybe took his chance with a couple of year and a half chances you never know but listen, we weren't expected to win so it's one of the ones where it was good for the club just to get there and you know enjoy it what's a Jim Duffy team talk like because obviously as we've talked about he comes across as a, a really serious kind of football guy knows his stuff Nice. He's 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 all he's he's a good Jim's a good laugh. Jim's good, good banter, good one liners and stuff like that. Um, his talks before games and stuff like that. No, he would he would always have his organised. He would always everybody knew their role, um, and we just played to our strengths. You know what I mean? Um, and that season, kind of like Fobsy and um, defence was strong. Fobsy would get us out a lot of holes with free kicks and set plays and good finishes. And chip in with a few, Jamie Lindsay, Andy Murdoch, Jai was obviously flying at the time, Gary Oliver. So we had a good group of boys, you know what I mean? And as I say, we all just worked hard and whatever the manager wanted us to do, we tried to do our best and we usually we would get a decent result. In terms of Jai, obviously what a player he is, his career obviously is kind of stalled a wee bit, but hopefully he'll get back back to his best, obviously over the gym and Dumbarton now. Just how much potential did he have at the time you played with him? Uh, Jai was... Jai was still with the with the young boys when when I came. Um, he's some boy, honestly. People, people who don't know Jai, you you'll look at him and think he's a wee tajer, right? Instantly, and at times he can be, and times he can be on the park. But see, Arthur, he's he's a, he's a lovely boy. I've got a lot of time for him. He used to travel with us. He would honestly get in my nails every day, <laughs> every day. But I know deep down that he's got a soft side to him, and he, he just wants to be loved. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then he obviously came out the first team and he, he's honestly for 12-15 games absolutely flying and I mean he was batting defenders about the place big strong defenders who had played in the league and knew the league experience he was throwing them about and he was also his finishing wasn't the best seen training we used to laugh at him how bad his finishing was but seeing a game see how it felt to him on the half bounce he would stick it top bins and stuff like that do you know what I mean he's going against Hamilton he's going against Dundee great finishes do you know what I mean but um Ah, it's a shame how he's... Well, I remember the bid came in for Doncaster at the time and it's funny because I was in the same situation a couple of years before and we were travelling and he's like, I, I don't like going. go. And I went, why not? And he's like, oh, I still stay with my ma and, you know, she does everything for me. I said, but yeah, you need to be, you need to be a man now. You're, you're, you're no 15, do you know what I mean? You need to stay on your own two feet. I said, Doncaster's a good club. I says, I've played against them because I've played against them in League One. I says, I've got a right good stadium, good training facilities. I said, the manager obviously liked you, I think it was Darren Ferguson at the time. And I remember trying to push him and push him, and whoever else was giving him advice, I don't know if it was his agent or whatever, and I think they tried to get him to go, but he ended up saying no. And then a couple of months later, he's out for the rest of the season with his knee. And I'm not saying, that, that, that's my point about how easily, how, change. how football, I'm not saying he would have been doing and been a regulation, but you just never know. And at that time, I think when, you're, when your stock's high, I think you've got to go, do you know what I mean? And he didn't, and... I reckon if I was to see him now and ask him a question, he'd probably look at me and say, you are right. But, listen, it's no, it wasn't about me. I was just trying to give him advice Aye. that kind of a, I, I got sort of thing. 
two big characters I need to ask you about for that season Michael Doyle Gavin Gunnan how mental is Gunnan <laughs> <laughs> big Gav man Gav was oh, honestly do you know he was actually quite quiet right you're going to laugh here I didn't, I didn't expect that <laughs> no, no see, see, see in training that he's actually quite quiet and then he'll just do something stupid do you know what I mean like boot the boy out of the, out of the railway line or something like that or, I remember somebody had to sign Bond and um the boys signed it, it was me Andrew Kipman, it was a Martin bar. And I remember going round coming out, I got, I got changed, I signed it, and I came back in with a coffee and I was sitting talking to somebody and I just seen a Willy on it, you know like the Willy somebody does <laughs> with the wee with two boys and you know like the wee lines for the for the hairs. <laughs> I, I remember just turning around looking at Gav and he just just put a smile at me and I, I was like, Gav, you are thirty two years of age. This boy's all signed and there's just a wee Willy. <laughs> and we Andy came in and seen it, he's like, Who the fuck was that? And he's like, why the fuck am I even asking that? And he had to go and get another bottle to get signed because it was for a fucking charity or something, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, just wee dappy, just stupid, do you know what I mean? He used to wind kudos, honestly. He used to wind kudos up all the time, man. But it, the two of them were good together, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? But Doyle, Doyle's, Doyle's obviously my mate. I've played with Doyle for a long time. Um, he's another one. He can get right in my last nerve, but, you know, he's a great boy and... He could be a pain in the yeah. ass at times, but he's good with it. And even there, I see like my 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 was there in January. I was still at Falkirk, and I came in and Doyle had a banner and lot of me and made a cake and all that for me and just wee things. Oh, yeah. He's he's a good lad. He's a, and you know I, I I wish him all the best before I left, and I want to see him do well. Do you know what I mean? I spoke to my kudos funnily enough actually recently, and he was some guy. It was just the stories he had as well were class. What was he like? He's obviously a big character. Ah, kudos was funny man. See because. <laughs> Here's a quick one for you, this is a true story, right? So Doyle's, see Doyle, Doyle's one of the best guys you'll ever meet. He'll do anything for him, right? And I mean anything. See, you bust your tyre and you phone him, you're on M8 phone in the morning. He would come and help you, right? He's one of the guys. So Kudos, we were doing a lot one time, right? And him and we, Gary Oliver and Doyle, travelled together. And Kudos was moving back down to London. And um, he's like, I need to get a removals van, I need to do this, I need to do this. And Doyle's like, I'll do it for you, right? <laughs> so, so I've started laughing and I'm thinking, Doyle's not even on you, right? And he's like, right, I'll get in the van, load it up. He's like, what about some money? Doyle was going to travel, day to seven hours from him, and take stuff down and bring the van back up. I was like, Doyle, are you kidding up? He's like, mate, he's not going to end up here in Scotland, he needs a horn. I went, phone a removal company, there's fucking hundreds of them out there. <laughs> I says, you get your horn in your pocket tight, you hold, do you know what I mean? And fucking, he's like, I do yeah, 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 you do it, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here, man? Dolly's about to take a van and go up to the West End, pick us up, take it to London. No, let's fucking, it's not like it's mother where he's taking it to, do you know what I mean? Oh, it's honestly they two, me and Gary Oliver were pissing ourselves laughing, man. But, aye, just two good boys, good changing room at the time, everybody got on and we had a right good laugh. In terms of two big guys, Aware and Lammy, see their partnership for me, it was one of the best in the league at the time. Two handsome chaps as well, but they yeah. can I sort of guys in the dressing room that are doing their uh, hair before they go out. Lammy certainly was. Lammy used to bring his hair dryer in every day, had this wee, <laughs> had this wee kind of a, he's probably still going out of Livy. It's just a, like wee bag, but you unclip it and it folds down. He used to peg it and it's got like the brush, the gel, and the, the hair dryer. And he always, every day, I used to say, Lammy, fucking hell. And then that sometimes that maybe if I was. After training, I was going for lunch or something. Like, mate, he's like, oh, you want a wee shot now, mate? Yeah, he used to wind him up. But um, him and Tam, my Tam, Tam's a big character as well. Tam is, I know I if Martin fans don't like him and all that for what he's done, but I was telling our player, and um, see Lee Day by the way, I'm not joking you, and I'm not just saying this because he's my mate. See, before he picked up his, in, his injury, he was brilliant. 
And Jim Duffy made him captain and see with the amount of characters in that team and kind of a boys that maybe played at a higher level or mad games. That tells you a lot, do you know what I mean? Because Jim was kind of a captain himself and he knew. Lee was brilliant every day in training and in games. He was flying until, honestly, that, that injury killed him. I know he's I know he's playing it. I know he scored, he scored that old, well, not on goal last week. And, you know, I still speak to him. He's still one of my good mates. But at the time between, I'm not joking, there was a stage where he was a heady. He was a heady, Tam and Ricky. Like, and I mean, as in, he would, he would be Duffy's first pick for centre-half. So... But injury kind of a kill him. But going back to Tam and Ricky, I they two eventually grew a great partnership. And um, even when Big Gav came in, we were always Tam was Tam was great, and he was he was Duffy's child, wasn't he? He was his <laughs> he was his boy. Honestly, he'd be in that office every day making him coffee, and honestly, <laughs> never seen a relationship like it. But the two of them are they done well from, and you know, and um, I think Jim appreciated that. Do you know what I mean? Yourself and obviously Ross Forbes, two midfielders with an eye for goal. What was he like to play with? Because he was, he was flying that season as well, same as you. Aye, Forbes, he was, see Forbes, he's <coughs> left fit, honestly. I'm, I'm, it's up there with one of the best. Like, in terms of dead ball, even just, just the goals he would score, do you know what I mean? He always, he wasn't the most mobile. He wouldn't, Forbes, he's my mate, he wouldn't, he wouldn't mind me saying that, but he uses his body well, he uses his ass well, he gets half yards for his cell and nine times out of ten he does stick him away. I remember him training one day with 11 v 11 and he's he's hurt it for the halfway line and Eric Gats, honestly what a finish it was. Like Beckham, you know like that, Aye. but on the left on the left side it looked better, do you know what I mean? Absolute Aye. pinged it. But just that season, it, that was one of the days where everything was happening for him and he knew that he's cell and you know, another good boy who I travelled with and you know, got a lot of time for that season, as we say, flying, you get in the playoff against Dundee United. Before we come to the playoff games, see, every week, were you just kind of that, those games, obviously, under Duffy, just knowing we've got a chance, uh, no matter who we play? No, we always knew. We always we, we, we played every team, I think. We might have beat every team that season, somewhere on the line. So, when we got Dundee United, um, we fancied ourselves. We knew it would be tough, especially second leg got to Tanadise. So, it was important that we try and get a decent result. It's a, it's a hard one to play us because what is a decent result? 1-0 no good is... One each good, getting beat one now, do you know what I mean? It, it all depends we I think the first one finished one each, didn't it? Ah, it was that, that was so close at home, eh? One each, I think we went one up big time again. Yep. I might go, he scored something like 15 goals. I don't so know how he does it, Barry, but seeing there, he's he's so good at finding his yard and he's very, very good in there. Great, like, finding a yard in the box and finishing. Um, and I think I hit the bar like five minutes after it and that would have made it 2-0. Um, I think it bounced down nearly on the line or something and I think if that goes to now we're talking about a different story do you know what I mean but it didn't I've seen Bucks in the football I think Simon Murray scored a peach that night one each one of the ones it was game was kind of a end to end and then obviously we, we got up there do you know what I'll be honest with you we ran out of, we ran out of steam we, we blew up because if you remember see the start of the season we went on a run of 15, 16, 17 games without getting beat and then see towards the end, I think you could see the last couple of games. Yeah. Eventually, we were done. And and to be fair to Jim, he he tried everything. He gave boys like four or five days off and says, go and try and book yourself a holiday, go and you do this. Go and, he, he tried to, do you know what I mean? But I think at the end, he knew that it was just too much and they had, they had the extra kind of a quality and maybe a bigger squad and eventually they went, they went through. I'm interested to get your opinion on this. Obviously, you've played in these playoffs. See if you finish fourth in the playoff, do you think it's fair that you need to play all those amount of games before you can even get a chance at the Premiership team? Or do you think it should be like England, fourth place plays the second bottom of the Premiership and 
and try and make it fairer because uh, I think if you finish both it's crap no it's the same with Kelty now see if we win the league we need to play Highland League team which is who's Highland is it Broad Rangers so, yeah. we need to play them all two legs and then we need to play Breton your two legs to even get a chance to get in our leagues you're thinking fucking hell how it's not like Aye, no, I would do it that way as well, like what you said, because it's so hard, do you know what I mean? You end up you end up playing four, five, six games before you get a chance, do you know what I mean? Because as you say, it's not even just, I remember the season under Ian McCall, they got to the playoffs, and they got to a great achievement, but see, as soon as they started the games against him, you knew they were done, they Aye. just looked knackered when Aye. they got it. Yeah, it's because you almost you put so much into getting there, do you know what I mean, once you get there, it's... It's hard, but fair play if you, if you don't if you don't manage to win the games, you don't go up. It's as simple as that. I mean, but listen, as I say, that was a great season for us, and I'm sure I spoke to Jim a few a couple of months ago when we played Dumbarton, and and he said to me that <clears throat> we were lacking a. He says that the thing that he thought that we lacked then was you know like a Lauren Shanklin now who bangs goals in. See if we had Shanks, obviously we did have Shanks later on, but see if we had Shanks the new then he thinks we would have had enough to go up. Absolutely. And I, I, I said no, I agree with you. See, in terms of when, when obviously Shankland was at Morton, just because we've mentioned him there, obviously, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, he wasn't the player he is now. No. And he, in terms of fitness as well, even watching him back then, I think he would even admit he wasn't the fitness level he's at now. See, from where he was at Morton to where he is now, could you foresee something like that happening with him? Aye. And when I say aye, I say aye in terms of in training, he, he could always finish. Always, he was great at peeling. I used to get the ball on my left foot. He would always peel on Big Ricky, or Tam, or Lee, or whoever. And you knew you could put it in and he would finish. He would either heat it, take it down, finish. He'd left foot, right foot. And, well, listen, in terms of the standard he's got to, not, I didn't think I'd play with him two years ago and now he'd been in Scotland squad. No. But what I mean is, I knew he's, he's, a, he's a very good player. He's a very good finisher. And, I, and sometimes that happens sometimes he went to air I'll never forget it me and him have got the same agent we were speaking before he went to air and he's like I've not got nothing air's on the club I said listen mate just take it Going, it was league one at the time I said I would take it why not just get shit it's full time I mean I don't know in terms of wage what he was on but he, he took it one player a year got him promoted and then eventually came up and done it with air and then now he's at United done a Scotland squad and he's been tipped for three million pound moves so I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and Jack's a great boy. He, he was quiet seeing the change room. You wouldn't really get a lot of him. Um, but I'm delighted to see him do well and you know, I just wish him all the best from wherever he goes. In terms of that season ending in the playoff defeat at Dundee United, how does Duffy try and pick his up after that game or does he just say, look, long season, go away and enjoy yourselves? I know, he just says he was extremely proud and you know, even get that far um, was a good achievement for the club. Um, he just says, I listen, we'll... we'll bit of downtime, recharge your batteries and then we'll, we'll, we'll go again come pre-season, which we did. You went to the next season and this is a season that, to be honest, a big turning point for Morton in, in recent years. It's Duffy's last season. Kind of season, you're going for the playoffs, it looks as if it's going to go well and then it just kind of peters out towards the end. Seventh place, place finish in the end, team starts to break up, Lamy and Aware are off, Duffy ends up getting sacked at the end of the season as well. What was that last season under Duffy like? Because he's not doing well and then it just, yeah. just petered out. I, I, no, it was a bit of a strange one. Um, I, I felt that we, well, we thought we could take the momentum of the season before in. And I think we did, we started we well. Start and then, also. almost like the playoffs, but in the league we just kind of, a, we were struggling for form. We were, there wasn't anything like going on behind the scenes or anything like that. We were just, we knew within ourselves we weren't playing at our standards and, 
it's a relentless league, do you know what I mean? It's unforgiving the championship, so if you have a bad 20 minutes, you could be 2-0 down, do you know what I mean? Um, and I, at that time, it did feel like almost at the end of a week, a kind of a, a wee era, do you know what I mean? Like when, when Jim got to sack, and, which I thought at the time, you know, probably a wee bit unfair, but listen, the club have got, they had their ambitions they wanted, do you know what I mean? Which is fair enough. Um, the players were sad to see him go, a few of the boys left, and it kind of broke up a wee bit, do you know what I mean? But, um, but through that squad, we had we had a great relationship. It was a great bunch of boys, and you know I still keep in contact with most of them. It'd be I have to ask you about the St. Martin games. Obviously, being a Morton player, for one game, absolutely on fire. Some of the times there, some great results against them. What are those games like to play? The games are brilliant. Um, you know, I've got obviously that four-one game. I managed to score two. Um, I've got some great memories. In fact, I've got a photo in my in my gym. Uh, me coming out. Um, my wee boy was a mascot that day. It was his third birthday, so you know I've got good memories of the days and the crowd. The crowds loved it, and obviously St. Mary's used to bring a lot down, cover that full back stand, and um, we had them. We had their number that year. We had them in toast, even though they were only won it. And uh, Ian McShane, who's at Falkirkways, he's he's my pal, uh, we Maca, and he's he again what I said earlier on. He says we used to fucking hate coming to Capelo, but we used to just get right in about them. Do you know what I mean? And then eventually they turned to own, and we Morgan was starting to be the difference in that but it was always good games good games and we, all, we always done well against them player I want to ask you about is a player that kind of polarised Morton fans a wee bit and that's Mark Russell started off really well was flying and then it kind of again like that season and, and, and for him it just kind of petered out he's, he's not really got a career to, what went on so far to have a career maybe a lot of people thought he would have is that your kind of opinion on as well I probably is Marky's Marky's a good player Marky's um, have you seen it he's on fire when he came in oh he I came in just I just after when he started and um, he had a wee bit, he had a wee bit of it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I think he lacked? He he, he wasn't the most defensive minded. He could be got at. Marky's better on the ball going forward. Mm-hmm. I remember games we'd go by like three and four players and that and put great deliveries in and you know I understand what you're saying. His career's maybe not went um, to the level that. He played a lot of games at Morton for a young age. Aye. I mean, and that's when you've got to your next step has to be up. Do you know what I mean? Instead, I think he went to Falkirk and then it just didn't happen from and. But I no, I know what you mean because he had such high hopes and he's maybe not reached the standards that maybe the fans thought he would get to. But again, that's football, and I'm sure I'm sure the wee man's working hard to try and keep his career going. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think you said earlier. I think he's an example. A lot of players choose an example. He's an example of, as you say, you never know when football's going to turn. You're on fire and you're doing well, and everybody's got these high hopes. And then, as you say, it can turn. So, as you say, hopefully he can walk Calvin got his way back because he was right. a great player to watch. Well, that's that. Listen, people put you in a pedestal, and, and they'll be they'll be quick to hit you straight back down. That's for sure. Um, especially in football, and I've witnessed it myself. Um, one minute you can be the best player the club's had in 20 years next minute you're shite and you're this and you're that do you know what I mean so I don't know I think be marky maybe uh, at that time he had a wee bit of uh, some interest in different clubs and his agent was telling him this and the club were off in the mess and they wanted compensation I think it kind of a mess with him a wee bit and I think ultimately he just wanted it towards the end and as you say his career maybe is no go to the standard but I'm sure I'm sure he works he's been working hard to I know he's in Ireland playing and you know, when the last I spoke to him he says he was really enjoying it so Good for him. We mentioned the fact Duffy was sacked. Just how much of a shock was that <coughs> for the dressing room and for yourself, considering they'd done so well for all the boys? No, it was, as I say, Jim was obviously the leader, do you know what I mean? Um, him and Haji, who was also great for him. Um, 
and such a big figure for all the boys and we all looked up to him and you know we listened to his every word sort of thing and not also just the football that as I said the other side of it and the, the personal side of it and the man management skills so I we were sad but listen and I remember texting him at night saying listen thanks for everything I appreciate all the stuff and he says listen just keep your head down keep working hard and, and keep enjoying your career sort of thing and again when I speak to him now and we were sad to see him go but in football that happens the boys have been in a game long enough he, very seldom we be with the same person for seven, eight years now, do you know what I mean? I'm going to put you on the spot with this now. Jim gets sacked, he leaves, aware leaves, Lammy leaves, the team breaks up. Do you think to yourself, this is the time for me to leave Mom? No, never. Never in my mind did I think I want to go. I was just more excited about who was going to come in. And and if it would be kind of a Sunday, it would suit me. Um, and no, not once did I think, no, there was no... I think I'd signed a two-year, yep. so so I still had a year in my contract, but no, I never once did I, did I think about leaving. Before we talk about the, the kind of new manager and the situation there, what was Gary Hathkins like that season? Obviously, he's a local boy down the road, and to be honest with you, you see before he came in, Martin, Martin fans used to get him pelters all the time and say he was a fat this and he couldn't do this, but I think he shut a lot of people up that season. Aye, what no. was it like to play with? Big James, he was, Big James is a good player, everybody knows that. He's, he's known in Scottish football, he's technically very good for being a big guy. Um, and training, he was he was always good, and he was he was a you know, he, he was he was quiet as not quiet, but he just came in, done his work, and got on with things. Um, always the one or desperate one. I used to, he used to say to me in training, he's like, why is it every time I get the ball, you always fucking press me quicker than them else, right? And I used to, I did I used to do it to him and Forbes, and he's like, why is that? And bad to annoy him, right? And I'd be like, well, why do you think? I said, Jeeves, you work it out for yourself. I said, because see if I give you half a yard, I said, you're going to do something and stick it in the back of the net. And he's like, oh, fucking prick, nah. Dude, he's just taking a good laugh. But, you know, um, uh, Jeeves, was, was excellent that season. And kind of I changed his game. I remember we spoke about it. It was obviously technical and he was he would always play off the front. I came in off left or right and, you know, one year games were a bit of magic. But under Jim, his game changed. He was almost more kind of a sitting in the midfield and kind of a protecting and you know he, he adapted well and he had a good season I think he won most of the play of the years that year so aye good player that season the club announces a kind of a three year plan that they're going to try and get back to the top flight there's tons of speculation over the manager the main three fans we're talking about at the time were Lee McCulloch Jim McIntyre Ray McKinnon see when that situation's going on in the background are you as boys desperate to just try and get wee bits involved and find out who it is are you talking to different people Aye, the boys were to be fair, um, and you hear all sorts of Lee McCulloch's been in the day, some can't see him walking by or something, do you know what I mean? And you hear other things, and see for me, I don't really, I wasn't really interested, I just wanted, once it's announced, and then it's announced, That's do you know what I mean? And then obviously Ray did get announced, um, and Darren Taylor, and it was one of the ones I, I, I obviously I'd never worked with him, so it was a case of, you know, I, I, and then I seen players who started to sign players and that, and I thought, well, do you know what, we'll see how it goes, and, and it, well, obviously, well, sure we'll get to it. It started off great and then ended so. Before we come to Ray McKinnon that season, you had a great relationship with Douglas Ray and sadly he passed away that summer. How hard was that for you considering the relationship you had with him personally? No, I was I, mean, I was devastated to be honest with you because um, not a lot of the boys kind of knew him personally. There was a few. There was a few and obviously I was one of the older generation. Um, he signed me, he gave, kind of gave me the contracts and... You know, always looked out for me, do you know what I mean? Um, and, and as I say, when I came back at the time and when my partner was pregnant and stuff like that, he says, we will look after these and just wee things that can 
can make the world a difference, do you know what I mean? So when he did pass away, I was, and obviously at the funeral, I was sad, and I was sad for, for his family, his wife, his, his, his sons, his daughter, and the grandchildren as well, who I know well, do you know what I mean? But, you know, he's, he's someday, his legacy will live on down there for the, the, the things he done for the club, and Inverclyde as a whole, do you know what I mean? He, he put a lot of kind of a money in, and effort, and you know, and as I say, it's sad, but you know, time moves on, and Morton will, Morton will continue to go. Coming to Ray McKinnon's start now, the pre-season in that League Cup, you were absolutely flying. I remember going to go to all those games for the League Cup that year, and as I say, I just remember I was in hospitality for the, the Stenny game, actually, in the first and just As I say, you just looked, I'm not saying like you, you only fit, because obviously you have been you're a really fit player over your career, but you just seemed extra sharp that pre-season. Just see, see that, like what you said about fitness, it's, it's mad, because I've had this throughout my whole career, and you kind of touched on it there without actually saying it, and I know what you mean. Every, a lot of people say, is he fit enough? Is he fit enough? It's, it's a lot of shit, right? But I tell you why, because see, we wear GPSs, right, on our back. And see, last week for Kelty against, was it, was it Bonnyrigg? Whoever it was last week, I covered 12.5k in a game, which is, people say, like, Charlie Telford's another one, Charlie, see, we Charlie, we Charlie can cover 12, 13, 14, really, really fit boy. But see, because I'm not quick, it looks like I'm no fit. Do you know what I mean? See, like a Jai or a try and think of somebody who's rapid see because he's quick do you know what I mean whereas I, I would cover 12k in a game and Jai would do 9.5 but Jai will make 50 sprints mm. and I'll make 20 do you know what I mean but his sprinting's fucking shit off a stick quick do you know what I mean so I think that's that's always been through my career is no am I fit enough I, I, could pr- I don't mean to you I just mean in general I know people, that's just something because, though you know yourself people do mention of course I do I've, I've had it on my whole career and um, the stats are there to prove it do you know what I mean there's no I, I, you wear them every single day sort of thing but um, aye, that season. Sorry, I'll get back to it. Aye, pre for some reason pre season. See, like the hard hard running you do in pre season. No, I take to it well. Do you know what I mean? I I feel at my fittest right at the end of pre season. So see, like when the training starts taking kind of a come down a wee bit for the, the hard runs, I'm at my best. Do you know what I mean? But see, as the season goes on, I, I tend to find i I need to be on it constantly. Do you know what I mean? Even if I'm doing extra myself because. I'm probably contradict myself here because fitness can, do you know what I mean? There's match fitness and then there's there's training kind of a as long as it see as long as I know I'm I can get through a you know yourself see a Saturday, see if you can get through a Saturday and you still even Saturday still feel like I've got a wee bit to give, do you know what I mean? That's when I know I'm at my fittest. As I say at pre season, um, you were absolutely flying. And then the league campaign starts absolutely flying as well. Now Ray McKinnon obviously came into Morton and he did an event in Smiths and Greenock, and I remember actually going down that day because he kept getting launched like that day, and he was there with Dan and, and uh, Derry Johnson guys like that were doing as well. I, remember, I spoke to him that day, and I remember being very impressed with him just at that initial meeting with him because I thought he's actually serious about taking this club forward here. Is that the impression you got as soon as he came in? Yeah, it was. Um, kind of for the first day pre season, had a chat with the boys, and obviously there was stuff going on behind the scenes in terms of the plans. And I pre-season went well. He took to me straight away. Really liked me. I was enjoying myself. It was like a new lease of life for Jim, and that's no disrespect to him, but it was just different manager, different style, different training. And I we started off with we we flying at the start of the season. Flying at the start, yeah. One of the games I remember, obviously, the start of that season. Sunshine in the capital, beat Ross County one nothing, and think, Jesus, this could be a promotion push on here. Is that how the boys felt as well? I but that, well again it's. I said earlier on, it's one of the ones where you're a couple of games away from being seventh in that league. Aye, you know I mean? well, but no, there was a real buzz about the place. 
I think the fans had jumped on board and we were all thinking maybe no a promotion push as you say maybe not win a league but you know playoffs at least why not what if we've got to fear sort of thing um, and obviously everything happened do you know what I mean but I as a team I thought we, we definitely had it in mind that we could go and do something this season team's flying McKinnon's doing well fans are happy positive momentum's building and then the shock factor comes random I think it's Friday afternoon I remember being at work and I remember somebody just saying to me Ray McKinnon's away and I remember thinking to myself he's only, only been here about four weeks and he's, and he's gone what was that like in the training room never that day because it was everything well, seemed well, to change in an instant it's funny you say because that day we took training we were, we were in the Friday um, and I think it may have been that day Crawford who was now kind of a German he was up watching training and I'll never forget the standard we were doing wee boxes it was like 6 feet 2 I'll never forget it and I'm sure if you ask your boys in that box the standard in that box that day was a joke right and what I mean is the, the two in the middle could not get this ball right it was so sharp and and there was just a right good feel good factor I can't remember who we played the next day I can't remember but um, when I when I seen it on Sky Sports I, I did a few texts saying oh Hedger Gaffer's going to fall I'm thinking no chance we just fucking left around an hour ago do you know what I mean and then when it did come out, I thought, oh, fucking hell. Couldn't believe it. I genuinely couldn't believe it. I'd seen him on his phone as I was leaving to go to my car. He was on his phone, he started his training kit on, he was on the middle of the centre circle of Park Lee. I didn't think it any yet, but then obviously... You look back? Look back. I don't know, he was on the 14. Whatever he was doing, he was sorting out his deal to go to Falkirk. How did the boys react to that? Because I know Chris Miller recently kind of came out and said he was absolutely pissed off with it. as if he was kind of... <laughs> The boys were kind of betrayed in a way. Did you go that far as well, or were you nah, just? Nah, I wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I was gutted. I was gutted because I was enjoying myself when he was good and everything was going well. But I think that's why boys were gutted because it was going well. And if we get after a shiter, and he left, boys would be like, do you know what I mean? So I try and look at both sides yet. But um, I'll be honest with you. I was. I was. I was sad to see him go. Um, and listen. I don't mean I know why you went right. Well, I do, and I don't sort of think I'm not. I'm not going to go into it too much because it's no, it's not really in my business. But he went, and I, and I remember speaking to the boys in the chain room because me, Jim, and Midge were kind of our older boys. You know what I mean? And we said, listen, we can either f- sit here and feel sorry for ourselves, or we can go and show that we're a good team. And you know, the manager was just part of that, wasn't he? I can, he was putting the performance on for us. You know what I mean? So. We did, we tried the hardest, we worked hard and then obviously there was a wee bit of upheaval, we, we sat in and Del taking it on the Saturday, I'm sure we played Fissel, it was, yes, Fissel, and then um, obviously JJ came in after that, which kind of I settled it back down again, and just, because these players, you need that focus, you need that voice, somebody you can, because it's hard when it's, one minute he's a gaffer, next minute he's assistant, you know what I mean, it's, who's taking this here, do you know what I mean? See in terms of game against this, so obviously it's something in, and Big Anderson take, is that a kind of tough game to go into? Because obviously you've done all your preparation through the week with, with Ray, and then do they kind of change things, or do they just say, look, go what you've been told? Well, funny you say that, because I got after, I was flying that season. Absolutely. I was absolutely flying, and I, and I knew it, and I, and I felt good. And before the game, Dell would pop me and says, I'm going to play you left mid. And I remember looking at him, I was like, Why? And he's like, I just think the balance of the team and blah, 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 blah. I went, Del, I, I says, I'm not being big time. I says, but I've probably been our best player this season. I says, and I've been centre mid. With me, Jimmy Midge, as a free, we've been controlling games. And it was working well. 
And I remember Jim came out to speak and Jim went, no, to be fair to him, Jim went, listen, I'll, I'll kind of feed out there to the left sort of thing and eventually, it was just, I thought, what? No, I, I like Dale, I got, on, I got on fine with Dale, but I thought, why do you why feel that you need to come in and change something? I'm probably playing my best football I've played for a number of years. Why do you need to put me left mid? I'm not left midfield, do you know what I mean? I'll do your job. But as I spoke about, I'm not exactly going to go buy fucking two and three players like Riggs and just whip a ball in the box, do you know what I mean? I'm mere trying to control games of football. And I remember that day, I'd done well against Fissel. I was still, I was obviously had a decent game. 62 minutes, sub went up, tids are off. And I, I remember I was fucking raging, honestly. And I remember we mid shouted there, why the fuck are you taking him off? Because we were having a good game, we were starting to really dominate and Fissel were on the back foot at this stage. I think he took me off and put wee Tiff on. It was not wee Tiff's fault, do you know what I mean? But they put him left mid or something, I thought. And I remember sitting there, I was thinking, fuck, I have had enough here. That was one of the... It was early doors, I thought, but I was just annoyed because I got took half. Aye, close. We were getting beat, we eventually got beaten. I remember coming home that night and I was, I was, I was raging. But, and then JJ came in, obviously, not no too long after that. When Johansson comes in, um, what's the reaction to, to him coming in? Obviously, seems like quite a quiet guy, is that true? Ah, he's quiet, but no, odd quiet. Like he's no, he doesn't sit fucking himself for three years. No, <laughs> so what do you know what I mean? Like he's, it's just his demeanour. I think he's just a, Aye. he's softly spoken. I think that's probably where people. Aye, definitely. Um, but he could lose it as well, by the way. Um, but I, I didn't. I knew JJ came into Morton like three or four years before he became appointed manager. He came out of training. Reserves. Oh, Aye, and then he was in from the reserves. He came out of training one time under B. Murray, so it was a long time. Bef- so I kind of knew him, and then when he came in, I was. I Went and kind of I spoke to him and do you know what? JJ's a great he's a lovely guy, honestly. He's he, t- he tells you as it is, he wants the best for you and I felt sorry for him, see towards the end. In fact, I remember we played East Fife puts out the cup. Yes. And I remember we were sitting in the chain room and I said as I say, not very often I speak in the chain room unless I have something and I said to the boys, I said, Listen, we're fucking letting him down and I don't really that's not really me and I felt sorry for him at the time because we weren't playing at our best, but we were so sloppy we were making mistakes and and the boys agreed with me do you know what I mean and to be fair Hoosty was there Hoosty was great for him helped him out a lot but until, go back to JJ listen I, I, I think I think it was unfair to sack him the reason being is he didn't even have a full season do you know what I mean and understand maybe he was under pressure because of the again the way the league was and we managed to finish fifth that season do you know what I mean you can't just judge somebody on seven, eight months. Give him, let him get his own players in, his own kind of a, do you know what I mean? And then, but listen, it's not for me to decide the manager, uh, the, the chairman or whoever it was decided that that was a, that, that there as well. That was an RB. We'll probably get to it. The way him and Hoosty went was, for me, was, I don't know, wasn't he? No mark up a tea, to be honest with you. What I want to ask you about, I'm putting you on the spot with this and you'll probably rubbish it, and, or maybe you won't, right? At the time, there was rumours you went out of the team a wee bit in, in January time, and there was rumours you had a bust up with Peter Houston. Is that bullshit? Shit. Pure shit. I had a great relationship with Houston. I thought he was a great guy. We used to talk to him every day, pick his brains on everything. Um, no, never once did I argue with Houston. Because we had disagreements with him. Aye, but we didn't, eh? Aye. Houston was brilliant, honestly. See, Houston, he came in, I'll never forget his first day. We watched a DVD, the, hi- the highlights of the game the following week. And he slaughtered about five or six of the boys, right? And I'm thinking, fucking hell, he's just walking the door here. Like, literally didn't know boys' names, and he's gone for boys. 
and, and it, it only took me for another three, four weeks later to, to realise why he'd done it. Because I used to see him, see like we play small side games, boys would be side. He'd have a go at somebody and then he'd turn to me and he'd wink and that. He's just, he's just trying to get the best of them and Aye. testing them. And then, and then it took me back to that first day. He's just coming in thinking, I need to start my authority here. And to be fair, I remember that day when we went in and saying, oh, he's a prick by the way. Who's there? Who the fuck's saying he is that? And like, the senior boys? And then it wasn't the time at all. Like, ah, nah, so to answer the question, nah, nonsense. I had a great relationship with him. You were out of team that wee spell in, in January and there was there was Dundee were linked with you and obviously faltered in January. Were you ever close to leaving in January? Nah. Nah, I'm no one for... Unless something... Somebody tells me otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm quite content when I'm... I'm a type of boy, I like to know where I'm at and, and, do you know what I mean, try and get the best... Do the best I can, wherever I'm at sort of thing. But no, there was no... There's no, no chance we're gone, no. What was uh, Chris Miller like? Obviously, he's a green boy, done really well, won the Scottish Cup St Johnson, came back down now. Obviously, he's a player like yourself, likes to get on the ball. What's he, as a guy as well, who I imagine, quite passionate, you mentioned there, shouting, obviously, at Partick. Uh, I imagine he'd come in after some games and, and give people uh, a good we, goal. We midges, we midges with his heart on his sleeve. Um, good guy. Um, he's my pal, do you know what I mean? I, you probably would be waiting for coffees and that and we still keep in contact and you know you can rub people up around my image and he'll, he'll, he'll be the first to tell you that but uh, the reason why that is is because he's, he's got this desire to win he's just desperate to win even when it's his fault it's never his fault you know what I mean <laughs> but no nah like I remember he used to go on Big Ken Waddle or he would Jack Iler do or he would properly keep boys a bit and if somebody gave him a bit back you know he would be like oh fucking this and that and I, me and him never had we'd have disagreements I'd be like fucking date quicker manager he'd be like come on you fuck tits but it was never there was always a respect there do you know what I mean and obviously he's coming to the end now but still a very good player and you know sometimes the players are invaluable to having your change room even if he's maybe not doing as well as he had done previously he's still you know he's had a good career and you know he's still there and he's still there about you know what I mean what about Jim McAllister in terms of Jim Marcel, I've spoken to him a few times over the years when he's, he's been at Walton and for me he's a great guy, is that something you would back up to? Jim, Jim's a good guy, Jim's a serious guy, um, very serious but he's also got a got a good side to him as well, like a funny side and when he relaxes he's a good laugh and he's a big Rangers man obviously, um, so yeah, I used to take a piss at him with that but you know he would take it well and you know he's a good captain and you know he's a leader, he's a one of his really bit like mid, he wants to win and you know he wants to... Um, set standards for younger ones and you know he's a good professional after part loves his life right Disney drink eats well you know good family man and aye no Jim Jim's a good guy as well come come and take another kind of controversial part now you were linked with moves Falkirk <coughs> obviously McKinnon goes there lots of interest in you the pre-contract situation comes up in terms of that pre-contract were you hoping the, the kind of club's kept that quiet for quite a while or were you just saying look I've signed it go on mate well see the pre-contract right I'd spoke to the club four weeks before I got offered that because I knew it was coming I knew the, I knew, I knew the contract was coming because obviously we've been taught behind the scenes and Crawford said I'll never forget it he went listen we can't offer you it in the new while it's Christmas time we need to wait to see what the budget is and what the manager wants today and I says well, and I'll, I'll never forget it. Not long ago, I says, well, Crawford, I said, I'm 28, 20, maybe 28, 29. I said, listen, I've got, I've got two young kids. 
I need to I need to look for my future. I need to look at my future because as I said a million times in this podcast already, anything can happen in football, you just don't know. And he said to me, Well that's fine, you, you know, you can, I'll let you do it what you need to do, sort of thing. So as far as I was concerned, he, he didn't say there wasn't gonna be a contract for Martin, but he didn't also say no but I keep you. So if truth be told, for me, if somebody wants you, they want you and they tell you. He didn't say that. So what did I do? Do you know what I mean? If you put yourself in my shoes or put any Martin fan or any anybody who plays football, they would do the exact same thing. I've got bills, I've got who's to buy for a car, children to feed. Do you know what I mean? So I'm no different. So that's why ultimately I did sign a pre-contract. Again, good to put you on the spot again. I'm sure you'll happily give me the truth on this as well. Rumours at the time when you went to Falkirk, crazy money, there was rumours of £1,500, two grand, crazy money. What's your reaction to that when people say, oh, you just went to Falkirk for money? Shite. And I'll tell you, the God's honest truth, I got offered more money by three championship clubs than what I was getting at Falkirk in League One. So, as I say, I've said to you previously, I'm not on social media right, so I don't really see a lot. But obviously my pals aren't, you know, my brothers are and they'll say, fucking you're getting dogs abused, fans are saying you're greedy bastards, you're this or that. And see, for me, I just, I just brush it off because it doesn't even, I know the, I know the truth, I know the fact, do you know what I mean? Um, the reason why I went to Falkirk <coughs> was people say, oh, he's went with a snake ray and stuff like that. Um, of course it was a factor, it was a factor, I'm not going to lie, um, because I enjoyed my football under him. Ray has to look after himself, he done what he had to do, what's his business, his business, nothing to do with me. Again, I had to look after myself as a player. And see Falkirk, for me, Falkirk's, and modern fans will say, oh, it's this club and it's that. Falkirk's a good club. It always has been, since I've been a wee boy, kind of a grown-up. And even when I used to play against them down through years, I used to see behind the scenes at the stadium, it's always been nice and good staff. And obviously now I can say that because I've been there for six months. I always thought to myself, as a club I would kind of like to play for. Um, I always kind of thought the same with Partick Fizzle as well, funnily enough, who's one of the teams that offered me a contract. But at the time, I'd signed a pre-contract. Um, and I knew it would get out, it always does get out. But do you know what? If Martin were going to offer my deal, as I said, gee, I had to look after myself. So I'd signed a pre-contract, but I also had a, a clause in my contract that if they went down, I could I could walk for free. No walk for free, sorry, I could break it. Break the contract and effectively go wherever I wanted so that's where we kind of a, that's where it was at sort of thing You signed a pre-contract Morton struggling for large parts of Johansson and Houston spell you go into those kind of crucial games towards the end of the season the Inverness game um, McCampbell ends up a draw in the kind of midweek game uh, I remember that well actually as if it was yesterday go to Falkirk Stadium rumours going into that week there was the whole set thing I just remember it the whole week is Tidsley going to play as you know Jackie's going to ask to not play is he going to do this is he going to do that Describe that week leading up to that game because the rumours as you say yeah. social media forums a lot are what's he going to do what's going on to be fair as I say I'm not on anything so I don't I hear it but I don't, I don't read it um, not, never in my mind and never in my mind that I even question no point to be honest with you and on the day you probably if you, if you were at the game or fans Absolutely. remember I gave my absolute all as I would any other game do you know what I mean and I had a good game and I celebrated when we scored and I I remember taking a yellow card early doors because they were breaking on us and, and I, I wasn't giving a shit about Falkirk to be totally honest with you all I wanted was to make sure that we got the three points and ultimately stayed in the league because I had teammates there would rally all season to try and 
keep us up and I had a manager who backed me and I had an assistant manager who backed me so I, there was never once even though I knew in my mind and I'm no daft there was a chance at Falkirk were going to go down but that wasn't my that's nothing to do with me that's, that's their problem I knew that I was thinking they've got players there they, they need to do a bit more do you know what I mean it's nothing to do with me ultimately I'm a I was a Morton player and, and I was desperate to win and you know we did we won we beat them we battered them that day um, and I remember in the chain room after it well, delighted and I was celebrating just as much as him else that we I think we stayed up the following week or maybe that game or whatever that game's a big turning point that was it we knew then we thought ah, we were good that day very good in terms of that day going into the game obviously you mentioned there the back of your head even if it's 1% you're going shit I'm going here in the summer but as far as you were concerned as you say that was just focus fully on what nothing never, never once did I think oh no but if they because football takes care of itself do you know what I mean Um. Obviously, I knew in the contract, which is daft, I knew that if they went down, I could speak to anybody I wanted. Do you know what I mean? So, it almost sounds like I've been, been clever. I'm no, I'm just saying, if they went down, it's no, nothing I can do about that sort of thing. My, my, I couldn't, if I got relegated with Morton, I'd have been absolutely devastated. Do you know what I mean? And that would have been a bigger kick in the teeth if Falk had stayed up. And, do you know what I mean? Falk had beat us that day, Morton kind of a, somehow went down, Falk had stayed up. Do you know what I mean? Then I would have been like, oh, no, but... You know, we went that day, lovely day, battered them, could have been three or four, and then kind of a, it was almost the final nail in their coffin, which was big for the fans because of the day, obviously, and I, I remember the atmosphere that day, and it was, it was a bit surreal for me, it was a bit weird because I'm looking there, I'm thinking, I could see Ray and Daz, and I'm thinking, I've signed a contract to come here, do you know what I mean? But never once did I pull out a tackle, no play a pass that I thought was on, or, do you know what I mean? Absolutely, and... Also, the club saves themselves for the allegation. Fans rejoice when, when Falkirk obviously go down. It's a big kind of part of the atmosphere. But again, typical Morton, controversial moment. Going into the last game of the season. I remember being there that day. I actually lived outside the stadium. And I remember seeing kind of some of the players and whatever again. And I remember um, standing outside in the United that was one at the last game. And I remember standing and I saw your Hansen leaving and getting up off the wee kind of steps kind of towards the car park. Remember going, I must have left something in his car. And then literally in the space of 10 minutes, it's Jonathan Johansson and Peter Houston have left Morton. I'm going, well, I've just fucking seen them go to their car. What's going on there? Describe that day for, for fans, because a lot of fans still don't really know what's going on there. And it's weird because I was just coming out my car as they were, they were driving out. And I thought, is that a gaffer? I thought, is. And then Houston was just behind him. I thought, what's going on here? And it was now like quarter past one, just right. a meter half past. Houston rolled the window and he says, right, lads, that's me away. Um, me and the gaffer are away sort of thing. I was like, how are you there? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, club have decided not to renew our contracts before the game. Um, oh, they're not renewing them, sorry, not renewing them for the following season. They told them before the game. And who's they been a while ago? Fox, he's like, I can't wait to hear, do you know what I mean? And I think, well, you probably know, we Charlie, we Charlie. Ah, um, Charlie Telford, he, it was a story if he played, if he started Charlie the game, he got a new deal. Aye, and obviously somebody didn't fancy him within the, board or whatever it was so as we walked in me Jim and Midge had to pick a team that day um, no, more so day two older but obviously I was I was playing and I was playing well at the time so I was starting um, anyway I was in the team but I don't think Midge was playing that day I can't remember what the team was going to be because I think it was shaped up on the Friday and then Jim says listen Midge you play I'll, I'll, watch. I'll do the, the bit for the side sort of thing um, and then obviously brought Charlie on after 17 minutes, the fans are gone singing his name and all that, and it was just, 
I remember we were on my Nils I scored a free kick that day. I remember. Um, that was a, a belter there. I, 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 I caught it well. Um, and, I married, and I remember thinking, what is going on at this club? What is going on? Do you know what I mean? I actually felt embarrassed. Like when I was doing the press after the game and people were asking me, and I thought, I feel embarrassed here. What, what, the, what the fuck's going on? Do you know what I, mean? I, I couldn't explain it because I knew, but I didn't really know what was going on. Do you know what I mean? And then I didn't want to upset anybody and say, the club's this and the club's that because I'd been there a long time and it, and, and it did mean something to me. Do you know what I mean? But I remember thinking, can we not just do stuff like other clubs and do things better and keep things? It seems to be that something happens at Morton, every cunt and granny knows about it, do you know what I mean? Within days. Whereas other clubs can keep things close and don't tell. And, and, and do you know what? That was one of the days when I walked away and I thought, I don't know how I'll be back here. Which was sad because we'd finished the season on a kind of a high. I'd scored a free kick, potentially my last game. I remember the fans were great, caught me. And I felt sad inside instead of... I was more sad for the state of the way the club was gone, do you know what I mean, opposed to anything else. As you say, you feel sad it's the end of the season and not gonna lie, when when Falk when we when people found out Falkirk went down, the first thing was brilliant, he's gonna stay with us now. Was that ever close? Uh, well I it was close. I had spoke to um I spoke to Hoppy, I was on holiday, um and I think he got appointed a couple of weeks after the season or whatever, but and the cats and dogs in the street knew he was coming in do you know what I mean so I knew anyway um, and then he'd phoned me and by this stage I'd, I'd had an offer for Inver- Inverness Patrick Faso Air Falkirk a, a new contract and then Morton Morton were actually one of the last ones to offer me the contract and obviously straight away I, I remember I, I genuinely I did not know what to do I didn't know what to do I, my, my, I kind of a, I'll be honest with you, right? Because there's so much had been on behind the scenes, and I knew other stuff was going on, and I thought, I don't know if it's maybe a change for me, a, a fresh start for me, to go somewhere else. I was twenty nine, was I twenty eight, twenty nine? I thought, been here a long time. I've done playoffs, cup semi finals. I've nearly won the league my first spell. I've won personal kind of a accolades or whatever. Is it maybe a time for me to go and? Do you know what I mean? And that was in my mind. But also, I was getting torn because it was Morton. I'd been there a long time. and I just didn't know what the club's ambition was. I genuinely didn't. I didn't know who was running it, who was taking it, who was this, who was the chief executive, who... Hockey was away, JJ was away, Hoosty was away. Most of the players that I'd played with were all gone. I thought, is it my turn to go now? Do you know what I mean? So I did. I fought long and hard on holiday and I... Um, I remember speaking to people I was close to and I was like, I don't know what to do. I spoke to, I spoke to Midge, I spoke to Jim, I spoke to other players that I've, I've played with throughout my career. See, to be honest with you, I do regret leaving. I do regret leaving. Because, obviously there was talk of the testimonial and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't regret leaving because I went to Falcon, but it didn't happen for me. I regret leaving just for the fact is I probably should have signed and just stayed where I, where I knew, do you know what I mean? But do you know what scared me? The unknown, I didn't know who was going to, well, obviously Hoppy came in. The time when my mind was made up, I was thinking, who's going to be the manager? Is it going to suit my style of play? What happens if he brings in his own players and I'm maybe, I'm maybe just here because I've been here instead of, I want you to play my team, do you know what I mean? Mm. That was all running through my mind at the time. And then ultimately I chose to go to Falkirk, which obviously a few people thought was a bad, well, it wasn't a bad move, but ultimately it didn't work out for me, and I'm sure a few people will be fucking delighted about it. But um, 
Aye, I do regret. I, I must admit, I do regret no signing um, for, Fol- uh, for sorry for Morton. I'm not trying to disrespect Falkirk by asking this question, but see when they get re- after they get relegated and you got the offers for the party, Inverness, etc., why did you still go? It's a good question, actually. Um, because I knew they were desperate to try and win the league. I'm desperate to come up. And as I said to you, I want to look back at my career and say, well, I've, I've, as I said, with Martin Player, semis, blah, 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 down south, promotion and stuff like that. I want to really feature and play and try and win something. Do you know what I mean? Instead of being a bit part player at Rotherham or maybe injured during about the semi-final time where I was parry, but as a player you know, or when the club got promoted for the League One at the Championship, I couldn't play, do you know what I mean? So I was parry, but I went, so I wanted to do it for myself and I genuinely thought when I signed with Falkirk, with the players he, he brought in or he was signing, I thought, we're going to have a right good chance. I genuinely thought that. Maybe I underestimated the league a wee bit and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I'd never played in it so I didn't really know what to expect. Um. So that was probably my main thinking. I looked at Inverness at the time. I was going through a few wee issues, my personal life, my kids and stuff like that. I thought, I'm not going up to Inverness to be four hours with my children and get to see them every weekend. That's not, I'm quite hands-on. I want to be here, do you know what I mean? Partick Fissel, that was probably the, 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 the other one. I was, And I spoke to, obviously, Big Gas Caldwell and um, he'd had maybe five or six midfielders already there and I thought, do we is it one of the ones I'm a gonna do you know what I mean at Falkirk I knew I would, well at least I thought at the time it was Ray he knows what he's getting for me I'd like to think I'll play majority of the games do you know what I mean but again obviously you know it didn't work out do you know what I mean so it's aye, it's a bit of regret but listen you need to make the decisions as players and I suppose if I could go back I would, I would, I would do it different but that's the power of hindsight you mentioned the power of hindsight there and I suppose I put you on the spot a few times already, but fair play to you if you've been very honest. See Andre McKinnon, see having left Morton in the way he did and ultimately get relegated with Falkirk. See when you got back to working in that pre-season, had he changed from the first time you got to him? Aye. <clears throat> I noticed I changed him. Um, not initially, but as the game started coming, I noticed I changed in Ray. And by the way, listen... People can say what they want. I, I, had a, I had a good relationship with him. Don't get me wrong, we did have a few thoughts um, towards the end at Falkirk. A few disagreements, a few verbals, things were said. But in terms of a man, I, I had time for him. I had respect for him. And I'm sure if you asked him, he would have said the same about me. Um, it just didn't work for the both of us at that time. Um, what was your question again? <laughs> Uh, so, do you think you changed from the time? Aye, sorry, aye, I did. I noticed there was a lot of pressure on him. There was a lot, I remember, I'll never forget, Peter V, the first game of the season, up there in League One, and um, we were doing a warm-up, and I could hear fans calling for Ray, and a few of the players who had put, like, Paul Dixon and Ian McShane had played, and Chucky, Ross McLean, he played in the team that got relegated, and oh, he named Dogs Abuse in the warm-up, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is a brand new team and we're getting sticker ready, do you know what I mean? Gives a chance and so I noticed a changing rate and then as the weeks went on the pressure just started building and ultimately it kind of a, went into a shell a wee bit and I think it was probably for the best that the club, you know what I mean, party company, well the two of party company with each other and he's got a fresh start now and the club's, well, moving in the right direction. See when he obviously a fresh start for him, did you not get tempted to stay? Why did you choose to leave then? 
Or did you choose to leave? Far, we we folk up there. Why? Why did you Why did you leave, or why did you choose to leave? Um, because I wasn't playing, so I went and spoke to Lee and Cracks, who were obviously the managers. In fact, I played a couple of games for that way. I was in, I was in and out, and listen, I'm no. No disrespect, but I'm no, I'm no sitting about in a bench at thirty years of age. I'm not. I feel like I've done enough throughout my career to still have a career. Do you know what I mean? Still have teams that would, I could do well for. Do you know what I mean? And I spoke to the two of them, and they were being honest. And because I wasn't playing, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because well, I was. The, I was the very first signing in at the club. I don't know. Whether they thought, well, I still had another year in my contract if we got promoted sort of thing. Um, and I, I spoke to them, I just said, listen, just tells the truth, am I going to play? I'm to... And the two of them kind of says, you know, we fancy a couple of other players in there, but you'll get a chance. And I says, well, it's fine. I says, while we're here, I says, can I go? And they're like, um, let's have a think about it. And then eventually they came back to us a couple of days later and they're like, if you get something, you know, try and agree kind of a severance package sort of thing and I says right in the bottom and then eventually I took it I left before the end of the day. See when you leave at that time obviously there was hundreds of rumours you were going to come back to Morton, there was rumours you were going to go to Queen's Park, there was rumours you were going here and there and everywhere as I'm sure you're aware of. Were you close to joining any other teams or was it just a case of Barry Ferguson picks up the phone and you left the Kelly? No, no, I was, um, I, did, I, I didn't speak to Martin, I didn't hear a single word from Martin so I don't know, which is fine, that's their prerogative, they've probably thought, well we didn't sign six months ago so you can go and fuck yourself now, which is fine, I get that, um, and I didn't expect them to phone, I didn't, I, I really didn't, um, that's just football, but um, I spoke to a few other clubs, I spoke to obviously um, Darren Young and Jim Duffy and different other managers in League One and uh, a couple of championships, there was kind of a room, no rumours but there was chats and that, but I was needing concrete, do you know what I mean, the manager say, I really want you, do you know what I mean, because at this stage now, well there a month and a half ago, I've just obviously decided to go part time, because obviously I did, a, I did a massage on the side, so this was probably the biggest step I've took for a long time, do you know what I mean, so I sat down with my, with my family and I was like, like, listen, I think I'm maybe going to go part time now sort of thing, because it's a good opportunity for me to, you know, I'm 30, away from football, do you know what I mean, because at the end of the day, football's going to end at some stage. And I still think I've got another four or five years left of me. But then when I obviously, I've, as I said at the start of the podcast, when I spoke to Barry, he just says, listen, I've, I've seen you play loads, I've covered a lot of championship games, you've played against my teams. He, he kind of a, gave me a bit of praise and, you know, it felt nice. It felt nice and I hadn't had that for a long time and I thought, you know what, I'm going to come up and get this sorted. And I know people go, we're playing Bonner again Saturday and, one of their players are going, aye, only at Kelty, uh, Bally Big Boys, only at Kelty for the money. And I was like, it's fucking nothing to do with money. Nothing, absolutely nothing to do with money. This is the lowest wage I've been on since I was full-time with Celtic at 16. So, that tells you all you need to know. Absolutely. People keep going on about Kelty. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just the way they... It's the same with Falkirk. People thought I was on fortunes at Falkirk. As I said to you, I got offered better deals. Uh, other clubs are not back. Do you know what I mean? It's nothing. I've never. I, I grew up in East End of Glasgow, way nothing effectively, right? So see, money doesn't doesn't motivate me. It, of course, it helps, but I'm more motivated by winning games of football and doing well, and 
challenging for things and try to win things, do you know what I mean? Because when I, when I was a wee boy, I, you didn't get paid to play. You played football because you enjoyed it, because you loved it. And, and it's still new when I watch it. I still get animated and still care. And watching the Celtic game last night, I'm at the edge of that couch, do you know what I mean? But um, So I, if people think that I went to Kelty for money, then again, they're, they're wrong. And that's the God's honest truth. I would tell you the truth. We start, I, I would agree with that, having spoken to you so far, you've not, you've not even, you've not backed down for a question, you're very upfront and honest. We started the podcast by talking about, about Kelty and obviously ambitions for the next few years and as I say, you're, you're obviously hoping you and the club can hopefully this season get promoted and get back into the leagues. Well I look at Kelty as almost like, as you say, maybe like a cove or, you know, like maybe like, you know, Salford, the team that's doing south and that, you know, I think they've started and then they're wanting to build and when I spoke to Barry and Dean who owns it he's like listen I'm desperate to to get the club up do you know what I mean and sometimes that's so you just building that momentum so the players know when they come in it's no like, see if a part time as I said it's the first time I went part time so I didn't really know what to expect but the standards seen training training brilliant the standards are so good and I'm even taught about as good as when I was at Martin the Falkirk do you know what I mean when people probably go don't talk shite it's low and league and that but I'm telling you I know I've done it do you know what I mean so, the club's ambitious and it, and that's something that I, if I can go with him and try and, if, as long as I'm doing a job for the manager and so far he says I've been doing well and he's been really pleased with my performances and I'm enjoying my football again. I'm enjoying getting out there and getting on the ball and trying to control games of football and as I say, I've got a good group of boys running about me and they help me and I've, I've really enjoyed it. I can't say anything bad about Kelly. Finish with a round of quick fire questions. First one being, best players you've played with? Um, Paddy McCott at Celtic scarily good just just um, aye just a genius like honestly you would look at him and think who is this guy and then get the ball and see like you're a wee guy and you're better than your pal and you could go by to and freedom he he could do that to most and then score and I just think this boy's a joke man but great guy as well Paddy brilliant so aye Paddy probably the best best players against Um. Directly against or just somebody I thought he's any at all. Do you know who came, came on this guy yesterday? Obviously banned for football. Daniel Sturridge. I remember playing against Daniel Sturridge when I was like fifteen, and he was incredible, head and shoulders above everybody at that age. And obviously he's only have a right good career, but everything else now. But I Daniel Sturridge was. I remember thinking he can't be fifteen at the time or whatever <laughs> it was. But I he was. I. Best manager for you personally and also the best manager at getting the best at the whole changing room? The, oh, that's a good question. Um, for, getting, for getting everything out of the change... Well, that's a good question. For, right, okay. <laughs> My has gone here. Probably Jim Duffy in terms of getting a group of boys and really trying getting them to, you know I mean, trying to achieve something. In terms of me personally, I, I loved working on W. Murray, but then I was young and I probably didn't think of the game as much. I just enjoyed myself. But I I, I really enjoy working under Fergie now, I swear. I, I, there's just something about him that... I don't know, he just... I don't, I don't know if it's because I know he was such a good player, but even his training drills that are excellent and he just gets the best out of his boys, so I, I'd probably put Fergie up there. I know it's only been six weeks, but so far it's been great. Um. Just a few that are unfootball related. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. Um, do you know what's funny? I don't like the beach. <laughs> it just fucking sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? I don't like the sand in it, but I like 
I'm not really a city kind of a going. Do you know what I mean? Go about the place and go and do things. I like to, like, sit at the beach, maybe with a beer and chill. Do you know what I mean? But first, but obviously I've got two kids, so they can play a bit. But I'm not, I'm, me personally, I'm not, my, I'm not great with the sand, not my back, no, I don't like it. <laughs> favourite band? Uh, my favourite band? All time is Oasis. Always has been. That's my, I always go back to that, even, like, with Alex and that, I'll, I'll get out, like, put, I, I really like, um, I like, Stereophonics and that, and oh, do you know my, do you know who I, who I always like growing up as well? You know the viewer, the, oh, the band for Dundee. I used to go and see them all the time, and so I do like, I like, um, and then obviously, aye, not Oasis, my all-time favourite. Favourite film? Oh, good question. Uh, do you know one of my all-time favourites is Good Will Hunting? You seen that, Matt Damon? Mm-hmm. That's probably my. And then I also like, I like like Forrest Gump and all that. See a lot of romance. <laughs> I can watch him constantly and just still laugh, do you know what I mean? But aye, Good Will Hunting's probably one of my favorite. Stand By Me, the f- you know Stand By Me? F- aye. Four Boys, Wee Boys and Dale. That's one, that's probably my favourite actually. Who was your footballing hero growing up and have you ever met them? Aye, I have. Um, Lassum is my, my favourite, right? But see, because I was a centre mid, Paul Lambert was like, I put him on par, do you know what I mean? Because he was a centre mid and, and funnily enough, when, when Paul was doing his um, coaching badges, he, he came and took my under-15s team for a season, so he was in, he ended up becoming my manager before he ended up in only... I know he's under pressure now, Ipswich, isn't he? But, aye, Paul Lambert. But Larson, Larson, and I, who I met a couple of times as well. Last question is, the modern game's dominated, obviously, with your super coaches, Mourinho's, Klopp's, Guardiola's, Ancelotti's, a lot of them. If you could play for any one of them, or you could have played for any one of them, who would it be and why? Good one as well. Um, probably Guardiola, and I and I, I'm a Klopp. I'd probably flip a coin, and I say that because their ball retention, they want to keep the ball constantly, and I still see even now, I still get a buzz in boxes and now. See if I keep the ball and keep it ticking and keep passing it. I love it. I could I could go out there and pass the ball for ten hours. You know what I mean? I just love keeping the ball and try to create things and. So probably one of the two. Mourinho's more tactical and in shape and stop my other team's play. So, aye, Klopp Guardiola.